Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. On this episode, we are discussing a notable transfer from the Michigan football program. Let's get right into it. All right, Aaron, let's take us through the, the big news. Yeah, we've got a second offseason quarterback transfer for Michigan. Uh, Dylan McCaffrey, obviously, was uh, about a month ago. We kind of all saw that one coming just because he opted out of 2020. This one's a little bit more surprising, and we'll get into the timing and everything else here in a second. But Joe Milton is appearing, look, looking like he, he plans to leave Michigan. Uh, now, I, I say that with caution, as, as I do with any of these transfers, because it's always possible for these, these players to change their minds. It's happened before at other schools. That hasn't happened at Michigan yet, but never say never. Um, But Joe Milton has announced, he announced Thursday morning on on social media that he is planning to transfer. Uh, He's going to put his name in the transfer portal. It's my understanding that Joe is going to graduate this spring, uh, making him a graduate transfer, making him immediately eligible to play uh, in the fall, wherever he ends up. Uh, He says he has three years of eligibility left. That seems to check out, considering the NCAA isn't counting the 2020 season against against your eligibility count. So, uh, Joe has apparently decided to move on. I, I think it creates an interesting offseason moving forward. We'll probably get into that in a minute. Um, but yeah, the timing to me was a little interesting. I thought maybe he would wait it out through the spring and see how the competition would would end up. Uh, but it seems like he's he's decided to, to depart. Yeah, now it seems like the, the two front runners for the, the starting job heading into the 2020 season, McCaffrey and Milton, are both gone. And now it's setting up a, another position battle um, battle for the number one job this offseason and through the spring with, with five-star freshman J.J. McCarthy and, and Cade McNamara, who got a little bit of playing time in, in 2020 and, and had some impressive moments, but is still definitely unproven as a, as a college quarterback. Yeah, this, this quarterback race, competition, battle, whatever you want to call it, I, I thought was going to be interesting anyway this offseason with, with Joe Milton in, in, involved. But with him out, I think it just becomes more intriguing. Obviously, Cade McNamara is going to be involved. Uh, I thought he played well at times last year. He, he showed some good things. Um, but then you've got the the interesting variable in, in McCarthy. You mentioned the former five-star recruit. Uh, he's gotten a lot of praise. Uh, you know, his film has looked great in high school. He's, he's a five-star guy. It's interesting because you've got, you've got a returning former starter and scholarship guy, and you've got a guy who's gonna, a true freshman. He just enrolled last month, so he's been on campus basically three or four weeks, probably going to vie for the starting job. I think that's unique for Jim Harbaugh team, especially at Michigan, because as we've noted in the past, Jim Harbaugh hasn't been big uh, on playing redshirt or true freshman quarterback. He just doesn't like doing it. It doesn't. His, that's not his preference. He wants to kind of wean them into the in the, in the Michigan and in the, in playing at the college level and learning the playbook and the offense and playing with his teammates. There's a lot that goes into that that folks probably don't realize from the outside. And I think Jim Harbaugh, in a way, kind of wants to protect them. That may not be the case this year perhaps by necessity, or it could be a, a perhaps change in thinking from Jim Harbaugh here, because yes, he has signed an extension. He hasn't gotten Michigan over the hump yet, but we all point back to Michigan's um, lack of success at the to the quarterback position. They just haven't had that elite guy uh, since Jim Harbaugh has been here. They've had some very good ones. Um, I, you know, J- Jake Rudock, I thought was very, very efficient, very good. Jay Patterson had his moments, but they haven't had the guy, that guy that's pushed them over the top. Whether McCarthy is that guy, I don't know. I mean, time's going to tell. But the fact that they've only got now one returning scholarship quarterback that's played at the college level uh, tells me that you're, you're at bare minimum they're going to have a two-man race here. 
Yeah, I mean, but like you said, I mean, Harbaugh hasn't brought in in a quarterback recruit of of McCarthy's caliber yet. I mean, he's the number twenty four overall prospect in the twenty twenty one class, a number two pro style quarterback. So yeah, he he is he is very talented. But again, there's not many true freshmen across the country that are taking over the starting job um, right right away. So it's I don't think it's it's a given that that McCarthy plays a lot as a as a true freshman. Um, I, I think Cade McNamara showed enough that he deserves to definitely be considered and, and will be, he's actually probably the, likely the front runner right now. I've saw the sports line odds is that Cade is, is the front runner to, uh, to be the starter, but uh, spring practice fall camp still needs to still need to go through those two things. And, but it is interesting though. There's not much depth at, at that position. So you almost wonder if, yeah, they lose Milton to the transfer portal, but might they look at the, in, in the portal to kind of add some more depth behind those two? It, it just seems like you never know with, with COVID still and, and injuries, uh, how many quarterbacks you might have to use. So we'll, we'll see what happens. There's a third name we haven't talked about either on the roster or under scholar, on scholarship, Dan Valari. He was a true freshman last year. We heard zip about him all season long. He was on the roster. He was in practice. He's still on the team, as far as I know. Um, we haven't heard anything about him. Now, he's a scholarship guy, so you would think he'd be capable of playing. He's he's had a year now to digest Michigan's offense in the system. Perhaps he gets a look or an opportunity here. But if Michigan thinks he, he isn't the guy, he isn't capable of playing, yeah, it would not surprise me if they look to the portal and try and get a, maybe a, perhaps a grad transfer or someone who, who can, can play immediately right away. But again, when you do that, when you go that route, it's changed because before when Jim Harbaugh went to the went to get a grad transfer it was Jake Rudock. He was a grad transfer right away. It was with the understanding that a he was probably going to be the starter and, and be the guy. How many? If you go out and get a graduate transfer a guy who's got probably one year left of eligibility, and you can't guarantee the starting job to them, are they going to want to come to Michigan to begin with? You know, if, if there's a chance right. of losing the competition, I don't know what type of quality of, of quarterback you're going to get. So I, I think yes, I think they'll probably look there just for depth purposes and explore their options and everything else but whether they get someone from the portal i don't know it remains to be seen especially given the fact that mcnamara's back you've got mccarthy who everyone's talking about and, and theoretically will be the guy eventually so there, there's a lot of things here and, and you got Valari there so it's i don't know it's it's going to be interesting to watch i will say this if michigan sticks with these three guys whoever the starter is you know, they better not get hurt because there's there's not a lot of experience behind them. Now, that's not to say McCarthy or Valari can't be the guy eventually. Um, but if you're willing, if you're wanting to come in with a new staff and compete right away in the Big Ten and and get to back back to where Michigan wants to be, you've got to have some capable guys. So it's going to be this offseason to be fascinating from a, not only from a competitive standpoint, from a depth standpoint too. And, and remember, Valari was kind of a, a last minute add in the 2020 class after. Um, the, their original quarterback commit in, in that class, J.D. Johnson, uh, had, had to medically retire. So they kind of went out and, and landed Valari at the last second, the guy that was very under-recruited. I mean, he's not even ranked in the top 1,200 prospects in that class. So, yeah, he was kind of a wild card, wild card even heading into his college career. Did he even have another Division One offer? FBS? I can't remember. He didn't have many. If he did. it was, it was a lot of like Ivy League, I think. Okay. And um, but yeah, so I, he wasn't a, a top prospect, that's for sure. No, in a way, he's kind of a diamond in the rough. Maybe someone Michigan was hoping that they could ter- develop and, and turn into a superstar. The problem with that idea is Michigan really hasn't done a very good job under Jim Harbaugh of developing quarterbacks. Uh, they they brought in some decent ones from usually from from the transfer market. 
Um, but as we've seen, I wrote about it on MLive.com earlier today, but you know, Joe Milton's departure, expected departure, at least I should say, qualify that. It's just another kind of underscoring Jim Harbaugh's inability to develop a, a quarterback he, re- he recruited out of high school. So it's it's one one thing after another. I mean, we saw Brandon Peters depart. We saw Dale McCaffrey depart. Uh, Joe Milton's next. It's a long-lasting – It's been it's been a theme for Jim Harbaugh since he's gotten here. Everyone talked about when he arrived in Ann Arbor in 2015 – of you know him being a quarterback whisperer and developer and the job he did at Stanford with Andrew Luck, that hasn't really panned out at Michigan. He's had some had some decent runs here with some guys, um, but it hasn't really been anything sustained. So it's in, in a way it's almost put up or shut up time for Jim, whether that's with Cade McNamara or or JJ McCarthy. You know that and I think that kind of sets up the offseason competition because I, I do think it's going to be down to those two. But what you're going to get out of either one. And whether they're capable of playing at the highest level against the Ohio States and the Penn States and the Wisconsin's, it's kind of up in the air at this point. Yeah, it's pretty crazy that that six scholarship quarterbacks now have transferred under under Jim Harbaugh during his tenure at Michigan. I mean, yeah, McCaffrey, Peters, uh, Alex Melzone, Shane Morris, all four star prospects, and then the one three star, Wilton Spate. He's probably your your most productive out of the group, and he still ended up transferring to to UCLA after. Uh, couple of years is, is the starter. So now I will defend that. I mean, they're, especially those early guys, Melzone, those weren't Harbaugh recruited guys. They were guys that didn't fit a system. They're, they're likely guys that sure. Harbaugh didn't want to play, but at the same token too, the, with the way the NCAA football is set up, transfers are happening nonstop. If you're not winning the starting job, guys are leaving and looking for quote unquote greener pastures elsewhere. So I think that's more the, just the nature of the beast today. And I don't think that that you know defends Jim Harbaugh either. I don't think he's done a very good job of developing the talent right. he has either. So it's it's a I guess a double-edged sword here for for Michigan and Harbaugh. He's still got two guys he's recruited, or three, I guess, if you count Valari with McNamara and, and McCarthy. Um, but he's got to develop one of these guys. He's got to turn them into that elite quarterback that everyone thought Michigan would have eventually. It hasn't happened yet. I'm not saying it won't happen. There's still time to be time, time for that to happen. Um, but the track record up to this point hasn't hasn't been very good. Well, let's circle back to, to Milton here a little bit and uh, Milton's career and, and the the progress he made and, and what led to his transfer. Well, he had an interesting arrival, I guess. You know, he was a four-star recruit out of, of uh, suburban Orlando, Pokey, Florida. He was looked at kind of as a project. I mean, he had an interesting build about him. He was a big dude with a strong arm, but he, he needed to fine-tune his accuracy and, and, his, and his throwing ability. I, I think Michigan and Jim Harbaugh thought they could do that. They could get, you know, improve with him, uh, get him better. And I don't know necessarily as it hap- if it happened. I mean, when, when he first arrived, we heard a lot from his teammates. Uh, I can, rem- I can still remember being in Paris with the team a couple springs ago when Shea Patterson was approved by the NCAA to play, but his teammates were raving about Milton's arm. I was throwing 70, 80, you know, 80 yards of football, how he was going to be, you know, the next guy in a few years, all, all the like, uh, and it just never happened. He, he played sparingly in 2018, 2019, typically at the end of games when blowouts were, you know, the scores were lopsided and he just kind of got in to get some reps. But we never saw, the, I think, the full ability of him. You know, yes, he started this year. I thought he looked pretty good early on. You know, I wrote in a story the other day that, you know, the first two games against Minnesota and Michigan State, he completed almost 75% of his passes for 525 yards and a touchdown. Uh, they went one one in that period. He looked decent against Minnesota. I don't think he looked bad against Michigan State. I certainly don't think he was the reason they lost. But after that, things fell off a cliff. His complete, completion percentage dropped. He t- turned the ball over. He was making poor reads. It, it almost like it made a full 180. 
What exactly happened there remains unclear. I mean, it, it, clearly confidence played a factor, but you wonder if he was injured, his hand was injured, and then you got you got concerns with you know uh, competition. Uh, he was thrown into uh, practice competition with Kate McNamara, so there's a lot going on there. Offensive uh, line wasn't very good at the end of the line, year either. Yeah, it wasn't good. They didn't have much for running game, so there's a lot that went into it. Uh, now, I don't think we've heard the last from Joe. I mean, he said he's got three years of eligibility left. I think he'll end up somewhere. He'll probably get another shot, whether it's – going back to UCF in his native Florida where he ends up or maybe ends up in the Mac or somewhere. I think someone's going to give him a shot. I think he's just his freak athletics, athleticism and his arm strength is too great not to give a chance to. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, it, it was an interesting career, or at least at Michigan folks talked him up. They liked him a lot. He was a great teammate, great athlete, but I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think he's going to need someone that, that can help mature, like bring him along his accuracy his throwing ability and his confidence. I mean, if he can get in the right system with the right coaching staff, I think he could do something. That remains to be seen. Where I, I don't know, but I, like I said, I don't think we've we've heard the last of Joe Milton. It'll be interesting to see how uh, how the coaching staff talks about this quarterback race in the in the offseason as well. I mean, this past year it seemed like every time we w- we would talk with a coach that they would talk up these these quarterbacks and and talk about how they're excelling in practice and just. They're, they're eye popping with their throws and, and their reads and all this. And then it just seems like that. I don't know if that puts too much pressure on the guys or, or what, but it, it just seems like there's so much talk before the season and it's never lived up to during the right, the regular season. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if their approach, if the coaches approaches changes, changes at all. I mean, there was even talk or comparisons to Cam, uh, Joe Milne to Cam Newton before the season, which was, was way too premature, but with the body type and, and the, uh, the arm strength and athleticism, uh, I think that's kind of what led to to those comparisons. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think they need to tone on the rhetoric when it comes to praising some of these guys. And it's not just quarterback. I mean, it's it's several positions they like to talk up, and that's and that's that's been the case under Jim Harbaugh since he's arrived. He he really says anything negative of anyone. In fact, I can't I can't think of a negative thing he's really ever said about his current players. And, he, and that's by design. He doesn't want to disparage them in public in the media. Uh, they're, they're college kids. We've got to remember that. So that he, he does he does make a, a conscious effort of building them up on a daily basis, at least publicly. Uh, now, what happens privately, you know, remains is unclear. But I agree. I, I think they need to stop showering some of these guys with with praise all the time, especially the quarterback position. It's one thing to mm-hmm. be to point out positives or good things about a quarterback, but then to shower them with praise and like you mentioned the comparisons and saying they're great, look great practice all the time. I don't know. I think that in a way kind of does a disservice to them. Um, but again, it's hard to get players on the record with that stuff. They don't like talking about it a ton. So I, I don't know. I'm sure it'll happen again this offseason with, with McCarthy and McNamara. We've seen McNamara, so at least we have something to go off of. And that was the thing going into 2020. We didn't really, we hadn't seen Joe Milton in a full game. We hadn't seen Kay McNamara at all. McCaffrey opted out. So there are a lot of unknowns. And I still think there are going to be unknowns with this, this, this quarterback competition just because of McCarthy, he's the new guy. But we at least have something to go off of McNamara, the base. We know what he can do. We know of his ability. Uh, and we know of the ceiling. So it, that it makes the quarterback competition this offseason a little bit different. But at the same token, I, I think it's still just as intriguing. Go back to the, the showering with praise and stuff, too. I mean, that it's not – that I mean, I know some other coaches at Michigan that they're they're not publicly hard on, on their their players, but I mean they'll they'll say like yeah they have talent, but they they need to learn 
continue to learn and improve. And you just kind of don't really get that much with, with Jim Harbaugh. I know like Carol Hutchins was, is very honest about her player assessments on the softball team, Mel Pearson with the hockey team and, and even, even other college football coaches are, uh, I'm not saying either is right or wrong, but it's, um, it's interesting to see what the, the success some of those programs have compared to others and the, their player success. So, yeah, I think that is just a interesting storyline that, that we have seen year after year under Harbaugh, and it will be interesting to see if that, if that changes at all. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. We'll be back with you soon. 